Welcome to Red Zone DFS. We got Super Wild Card Weekend. How are we feeling this week, boys? Feeling uh, feeling dangerous. Oh, no. Feeling not a little feel dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> feeling, feeling good. Both, all of our teams are in the playoffs, you know, riding high right now. Joe, how are you feeling after the drought, man? Yeah. Dude, it's been – I mean, you can't count that 2016 playoff run when uh, – Matt McGloin started the playoff game for us. So oh, wow. we really haven't been to a true playoff game in about 19 years uh, <laughs> since Jerry Rice was playing for the Raiders. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to be there. I also don't want to get, you know, a clown show game. It'd be like by a team that also hasn't won a playoff game since 1990. Um, so the Bengals have a worse drought than the Raiders do. Way worse. Yeah, I was just going to think Bengals up. fans might be feeling a little bit more nervous than Raider fans right now. I was just going to bring that up. Do you know what year the last Bengals playoff win was? Yeah, older than me. <laughs> it was 1990. 1990 versus the Houston Oilers was their last playoff win. My <laughs> God. So let's see if they can break the so, streak. So, guys, our format today, we're going to go game by game. We're going to kind of talk about what our game flow ideas are. We think there's going to be what players were absolutely hammering and what players were avoiding and maybe some uh, – low price guys you guys should sneak into your playoff lineups this weekend now this can go for your guys showdown lineups this can go for short slates there's also the full slate on DraftKings saturday all the way through monday where all seven games are on there yeah um so pick your poison of what tournaments you want um but we'll be talking as if we're doing the full slate this weekend yep but yeah. we'll be starting with the vegas at cincinnati game to start off wildcard weekend saturday at 1 30 pacific time 4 30 eastern how are you guys feeling about this game? What do you think is going to happen? Um, you know, I think I think you bring up an interesting point. You know, the Bengals haven't been there for a while. Um, so I think that a lot of people think that this might be a little bit lower scoring of a game, but I actually think this might have, be the highest scoring game of the entire weekend. Um, you've got a quarterback in Joe Burrow who thrives in the limelight. Um, has no issue with dealing with big game pressure. He's been there before. Jamar Chase has been there before. Derek Carr is a seasoned veteran within this league. Um, it is Derek just, Carr's first playoff game he's ever played in his career. The, which the is... biggest, the biggest issue for Derek Carr is the way that he plays in the beginning of the game. Um, so that's, that's, so that's been the Bengals' amped. problem. That's been the Bengals' problem as well at home. They play notoriously horrible first halves all season at home. Well, so does so does Derek in these big games. Yes. He gets so hyped up. That's when he makes those like throws that people just go, "What the fuck was that?" Right? Um, I think you know, not having rugs and not having a massive downfield presence. I think that they're gonna, you know, it, it's on the road. They're gonna go. They're gonna try and run the ball a little bit, which is a good thing. So you know, I think that Josh Jacobs in this game. Um, is a really interesting play. If we're talking about showdown, I think Josh Jacobs is a really, really good captain option just because, like, even on passing downs, like, he hasn't been coming out a whole lot. Um, so he's going to get a fair amount of volume against the mediocre um, run defense in the Bengals. So, I mean, he's going to get right away. He's going to get massive volume, right? Yeah. Peyton Barber's their backup at this point. And the reason Josh Jacobs does not get massive carries early on in the season is because the way he runs. He is a violent runner that craves contact. And he always has bruised ribs. He's always got some kind of injuries because of it. The last three or last two weeks, he's had over 24 carries in each game. They know it's, you know, ride or die. 
you know, you lose your route. So they're going to ride Jacobs. He's going to get 25 plus carries. I love that. I also think Darren Waller, I think this is going to be a breakout week for him. Mm -hmm. He played 80% of the snaps last week. He is yep. healthy. Derwin James just happened to lock his ass down last week. He had eight targets, right? So against a Bengals team that's not very good against tight ends either, I think this is a massive Darren Waller week. And you're going to see kind of a different Raiders offense than you saw the last few weeks. Yeah, I'm with you guys. And I think Waller's an interesting spot because if you're talking about like the full game slate, right, the six gamer, like he's kind of sandwiched in there price-wise, right? Like, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of people want to pay up, right? You have Kelsey on the board. You've got Gronk on the board, Kittle on the board. Yep. They're going to be popular guys in all those stacks. And Waller at 5,700 is – you know, has the ability to have as much upside as any of those guys. So I think he's a really good play. And, you know, if this was his first game back, I'd be a little nervous. Like we saw last week, a little rusty, but you know, he got the, he played the whole game. Like he's ready to rock and roll here. So um, I think he's a really interesting spend up. You're like mid price guy that I think could get forgotten here. Well, I yeah, think, think yeah, go ahead. Jim. I mean, he, the thing is though, Vinny, he's not very expensive. He's no, that's what I'm seven hundred. That's what I'm saying though. But so because like, he's sandwiched like in the middle there, like you're gonna have people either pay up at tight end or you totally. know pay, or go all the way down, right? You know, to totally. or Goddard. So people are gonna hammer. So like you know, if if Hill's not in, people are gonna hammer Kelsey. People are gonna hammer Gronk anyway, just because they don't really have anybody else. Yeah. Um, people aren't gonna play Kittle because he's kind of shit the bed the last two weeks. I like him. Waller, I mean, at fifty seven hundred, like. This might be the cheapest he's been all year. Totally. Right. And on top of that, you can get Derek Carr in the stack, which Derek Carr, you know, is, you know, whatever. But at 5,500, if he's going to get us a 20-point game, which if they want to be in this game, he needs a 20-point fantasy game from for himself. And that's an easy four-timeser. And you got yeah. to go up in other places and get guys like Debo Samuel or Cooper Cup in our lineups, which is going to be very difficult to do in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I do think the path to this game is like, it's got to be a Jacobs game, right? They have to limit the, the amount of touches Burrow's going to get because Cincinnati will score points, but they will still need Carr to pee, play well. Like, it's the playoffs. You know, he can't go out there and throw for, you know, 170 yards and just kind of manage the game. And I don't think that gets it done on on Saturday. So, um, yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't love Carr, but I don't mind it either. But if we're talking just like yeah. the Saturday slate, I, I'll have some shares for sure. And Hunter Renfro at 6K – Right, he's gonna get his targets. He didn't get that many targets last week, but he did get that touchdown. Now the red zone guys are Darren Waller, Renfro, and Jacobs. Those are the three guys you should it's be so thinking convinced. about when you're playing the Raiders. I know Vinny loves to play Zay Jones. I know those are on bigger slates and everything, but the reality is with Waller fully back, Zay Jones and Brian Edwards, it's a massive deduction. I mean, yeah. they each might get two catches, and if you're lucky, they spring one for a touchdown. I'm probably gonna be avoiding them. Um, just because they're not high volume guys. So it's Carr, it's Waller, it's Jacobs, and it's Renfro. Those are the only four you should be thinking about on the Raider side, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I will have a little Zay Jones, but not much. I think there are a few other pay down guys, like in that price range this week where he's at at 4K, that like you could find some better spots, in my opinion, but I don't mind him either. Like, again, if I'm playing just the Saturday slate I, and I want to get weird, like I will absolutely be playing with Zay Jones because if he gets six to eight targets, Right. I'm not expecting 25 points, but that could turn into 25. Yeah. Points, so. I mean, someone that's really interesting is Deshaun Jackson at 3K. Right. He's not getting all this play time, but if you want to take a shot, 
there's an easy, right? Especially again with Waller healthy and those safeties having to play on Waller, look for Deshaun Jackson to get a couple of deep shots. That's your yeah. Millie play right there. Like if you exactly. are trying to go bust or number one, that's who you slam dunk in at 3K bare minimum, and you just hope he pops a 70 yarder. You know, you know what is you know possible. is also also interesting for like a um for a showdown play. They're they're bringing him in in specific packages. And it's the one reason that gives me a little bit of pause about Brandon Jacobs. It's this Mariota shit. Josh Jacobs. I mean, there, or yeah. Um, Brandon I mean, Jacobs, that big motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, in Neanderthal. Um, I mean, this is like a real thing, and I don't think that they're going to stop doing this. They've been kind of doing it all year. I mean, I mean, Mariota looks pretty good when he runs. So, like, if you're looking to play a big Millie Maker showdown lineup, you know, at 6K – you also have the upside there where like he's going to get, you know, probably four to six carries. You're going to just hope that one's around the goal line. But the cool part about playing him is that for some reason, if their car happens to get hurt, he's there. So like yeah. you're playing in a large field GPP and you're really trying to get different. I think that's a good way that you can do it this week. Is it, could he also get you like three points? Yeah, so, absolutely. So here's yeah. an interesting thing I read, and this kind of is a total side note earlier, is just to keep in mind, especially if you're playing the two-game slate on Saturday, you know, uh, or for showdowns especially, is like someone broke down the example of the Christmas, like DraftKings Millie Maker, uh, the three-gamer. Of the 21,000 lineups that were in there, only 1,000 were unique in the score. So, like, if you just get weird with, like, one or two guys, that's all it takes, you know, to take mm-hmm. down a Millie. Right. And there's your just, yep. you know, uh, Deshaun Jackson play, possibly Zay Jones. And we'll get to the Cincinnati side here, but you have to get different. You just have to if you're if you're going to play a GPP and try to win. it. So, yeah. And if you don't and if you're not comfortable, like there's some great showdown options. Like there's a twenty dollar three max. It only has two hundred and ninety four entrants that I'm in. Right. The prize pool is only five thousand dollars. Right. You're not going to like, you know, get win thousands of dollars. But you can make an easy profit playing that you don't have to get as weird with some of these plays, right? The $3, you know, entries with the big winnings are really, really attractive, but just be prepared. Like that, that showdown that I took down um, uh, in last week, I mean, I left like $4,800 on the table, right? Like, (laughs) and that was, and that was a single entry. Yeah. Right? So, you know, you, you just have to do strange stuff like that. So the Mariota play is just kind of one of those things uh, yeah. that you can choose to do to get yourself really, really different. And look, are you is it a good idea if you only want to play two to three lineups? Well, if you're happy with just losing that money, then sure. But like if you're really trying to take something down, you're gonna have to get a little bit different. Um yeah, shoot or shoot. What about the Cincinnati right, side of the ball? Yeah, let's move on to the Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow is going to take his shots, and that's what you got to love about him. He's got the highest yards per attempt, highest yards per completion. He's going to go for it, and nope. the offense is not going to change, right? They're going to go downfield, and they're going to be successful. You know, I'm not saying the Raiders' defense isn't – you know, they've been balling out. They're going to get a great pass rush. But every now and again – I mean, I can see Jamar Chase getting three catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown which even at 7,400 where he's at, that's enough to take down a room. Easy. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I mean, obviously, you know, I love Chase. Uh, He just absolutely killed it 
everybody is going to gravitate towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, per, per what Joey was talking about with the pass rush, Joe Mixon will be back this week. And I think that he's a guy that when he plays, he, he's, he's just like Najee Harris. Like, they just leave him in there the whole fucking time. I mean, a few weeks ago, they were up like 25 points in the fourth quarter, and they were still throwing like go routes to Joe Mixon. So, I mean, he's going to get left in there. I like playing him on the full game slate or the full slate um, because I don't think that a lot of people are going to do it, and he's at a good price point to do it. I love him in showdown as a captain um, for that reason, especially on DraftKings, right? You're just going to get those PPR points, and if the pass rush is coming, they're always going to look to throw it on the field first. But Burrow has already shown that he's mature enough of a quarterback and has a good enough rapport with Mixon that he can dump it off to him. Well, so, and, I mean, and on I, top of that, really Mixon, like Mixon is a really bad pass blocker and yes. the Bengals tight ends are literally irrelevant in the passing game because they keep they their tight ends in yes. yep, and they let Mixon go out in his last two games. He has seven and six catches. He had the week off last week. He's ready to go. Talk yeah, about a guy that's, that's fueled up. He's from the Bay area. I think he was a Niner fan, but it doesn't matter when you're playing against your old local team as well, especially in the playoffs. Nope. I can see Mixon definitely having one of those games this week. Yeah, he's my favorite player on the board for sure on the Saturday slate, possibly one of my favorites of the whole weekend. Um, nice. He's just a bell cow, dude. Like he is, he's one of the few bell cows here. He's last time they played, he went 30 carries, 120 yards, two tugs, you know, and he wasn't even involved in the passing game, right? So yeah. they leaned on him heavy. Um, like you said, he's game script proof. You know, no matter what happens, he's going to be involved. But I think at the receiver position, I'll definitely have some chase. But I love both Higgins and Boyd here. You know, I think that's what Jim, we were talking about. Like, you could run a Cincy stack with Burrow, Mixon, Boyd, or Higgins, and then bring it back with, like, a Waller and be yeah, very the one, different. The one thing I will say is the Raiders, uh, Nate Hobbs, their slot cornerback, the rookie, um, he's one of the top slot cornerbacks in the league this year. Is that he the guy that's not- got the Dewey? And Vegas rules, he's not even going to get a DUI. The car was stopped. So that is not a DUI in Las Vegas. But anyways, he's going to be locked down on Boyd the entire game. And again, he's been one of the best slot cover corners in the league. So be careful playing Boyd. I think the way to attack the Raiders is away from Casey Hayward, which I also think will be locked on Jamar Chase most of the game. I think if you want to get kind of weird, I I think T. Higgins is going to have the highest volume day just from the way the Raiders are going to play their defense. Yeah, Trevor Merrick also at free safety can be over the top on Chase almost every single play. I think T. Higgins is really the the smash type player you're going to get from this lineup outside of Mixon. So yeah, I mean I I like that. Also to your point, Joey is the Raiders normally don't cover tight ends very well, um, or or the like deep middle of the field, right? We saw it last week. um, Yeah, the underneath area, the 15 yard area. Yeah. So while I don't disagree with your point about the, the rookie slot corner, I think that, you know, the tight ends are going to be in blocking a little bit more and that it's, to me, it's either going to be Higgins or Boyd that are going to work that like deep intermediate intermediate area. I think Boyd is one of those, again, if we're talking about taking down a bigger, you know, just a two games later, like a, a GPP, I think Boyd is going to go overlooked again. I think the Raiders only path, to winning this game is trying to divert 
everything to take Jamar Chase away. Because mm-hmm. if they can do that, it's going to be great. So, like, in a showdown or a two-game slate, if you run want to run a Bengals stack with, like, Burrow, Mixon, and, like, Higgins, or, like, Burrow, Boyd, and Higgins, I think that's a good way to kind of get away from that. I'm not saying that Chase is bad play. He's not, yeah, right? No, I'm not saying but, that like, either. on a two-game slate, especially after last week, everybody's just going to play him. Right. Or or not last week, the week before, but everyone's got those big numbers in their mind. You know, if you had them on your fantasy team, you're like, man, he helped me win my fantasy championship. Like I'm going back to him. He got like 50 fucking points. Right. So I think that Boyd is a nice way to kind of get away from that. Um, Yeah. I'm with you guys. I don't really have any interest in Usama or the Bengals tight ends. No. Um, yeah, that wraps it up for me in this game. Yeah, we'll move on yeah. to the next. I'm just going to, yeah, just Higgins, I think, is going to be the guy that ends up having the best day. Um, okay. All right, okay. let's move on to the New England Buffalo. That is Saturday night. It's going to feel like negative seven degrees out there in Buffalo for the evening it's game. Be a little chilly. It's going to be a little nippy. little um, chilly out there. So let's start with the Patriots side of the away team. Are you guys going to play any Mac Jones? No, no, <laughs> me neither. Let's move on. He'll be he'll he will be a full fade for me. Um, I said it at I think I said it at the top of the show, or maybe we wouldn't hadn't started recording yet. But I think the Bills absolutely throttle New England. Like I think it could be like thirty eight to ten type of a score. Uh, I I think that they're pretty pissed off from from losing that game to them. I think that, you know, they saw some of the mistakes that they made, even though the weather was a little weird. There's not really going to be much wind. Um, You know, both of these are cold weather teams, but the Bills are just kind of on that upswing and clicking at the right time right now, right? So maybe here's a better question. Yeah. Who on the Patriots would you be interested in playing? Um, I think think you got to take a look at Ramondre Stevenson um, because he plays quite a bit in the passing game. Um, I think him, and then I think you have to take a look at Hunter Henry. Um, those are, would be my personally, my two favorite guys. Vinny, do you have anybody different from that? Yeah. I mean, I do have some interest in, in Damian Harris. Um, I mean, I get it. I will have some Stevenson as well, but when Harris is ready to go, like he is still the bell cow of that team in a sense, he's going to get all the red zone touches for sure. Um, that's his game, right? You know, very often he has 12 touches for 85 yards and two touchdowns, right? And that's enough. He gets all the red zone hub. So I love that. I'm with you on the Hunter Henry call. I think he's a sneaky play for sure. Um, And I'll have a little bit of Jacoby Myers as well. Um, I think his price points, right? If I'm going to play a Patriots receiver, it's going to be Nelson Aguilar, 3,100. He's interesting. He's going to be on the field. He's healthy. He hasn't been healthy at the end of the season. He's got that speed for game breaking stuff. They like going slant routes with him in the uh, red zone. Um, Yep. But again, at 3,100, that's just too cheap, right? That's just Sean Jackson. We were talking about that. And Aguilar is going to be on the field a hell of a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why I say even even, even Myers at 4,500 again. I mean, that's not breaking the bank necessarily. So if you needed a one off in that like four to 4,500 range, like, He's he's a good player for yeah. that price spot. And I mean, he was we're going to get to this six K. No, yeah, we're going to get to this game. But the reason I'm looking at these guys that are thirty one hundred is because I'm going to need guys like Cooper Cup or Debo in my lineups. And in these playoff games, you're going to have to find these guys at a really low price to sneak those guys into your lineups. Yep. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah, that pretty much does it for the Patriots side, man. I mean, they're they're the definition of condensed, and they're going to try to keep this ball out of the Bills' hands, you know. So 100%. That's where I'm rolling. But Buffalo side brings a little bit more of a challenge as far as where to go. So uh, maybe, but maybe not. I think this is a spot where there's so many options. You can definitely differentiate here um, with a lot of guys. I mean, Josh Allen, obviously. Who, who do you guys like more, Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, just for the Saturday slate? Uh, I think it's Josh Allen. Uh, and okay. I think a lot of people will think it's Joe Burrow. Um, I, I, I think he's just running more now, right? My only concern is if they just blow him up too bad or blow him out too badly, he's not going to be doing any of that running. I think the Raiders and Bengals game is going to be a lot more competitive. Yeah. So, but honestly, I, I'm willing to take the upside on Josh Allen. Joe Burrow has it too, right? But I mean, I, those these are two guys that are just like maybe the two highest scoring quarterbacks of the week, and they're on the same they're on the like the same day. So it's going to be an interesting. Um, if you're just playing that two game slate, I personally am not. Um, but if you are, I mean, you're going to have to choose probably one of those two guys or Derek Carr. Yeah. I, I do think, I think Devin Singletary is very viable here at that price point too. Like at 5,700, I mean, he is very clearly taken over the lead back role in Buffalo. Like yeah. very, mm-hmm. <clears throat> very clearly he's involved in the past game. I mean, he's gone for 18, 26 and 25 last three games, you know, and one of those was against the Patriots. The only thing that bothers me with this game, I can also see this game being like 17 to 14 as the final. Right. And just not yeah. the, just the touchdowns aren't happening like we want to. Josh yep. Allen has his 280 yards and 50 rushing yards, but only has one touchdown. Yeah. Right. And Buffalo yeah. still gets to win. I can just see that game flow happening that way. This game kind of scares me outside of playing running backs because I feel like these two teams are just going to try to ground and pound and win the game physically. Um, yeah. No, I, I hear have, you. I have ahead, one Jim. guy that, uh, that he should have probably had 25 points last week based on the amount of targets he had, but it just didn't work out for him, and it's Gabe Davis. Um, when you're playing a Belichick team, what I mean, what does Belichick do? He's going to try away and the best take player. away. I mean, it's just it's, – we have all we all watch football. You know, if, if you haven't gotten quite to that point, here's a, you know, here's a tip. Their best player, Bill, is just going to take that away and say, okay, you just beat me with everybody else. And if you beat me with Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox, then, you know, more power to you. But Gabe Davis had nine targets last week mm-hmm. and only three catches. I'm sorry. Excuse me. He had 14 targets last Holy week. Holy shit. Ended up with three catches for 39 yards. Most people are just going to go, eh, you know, you know, he had four points, you know, six points last week. Like he only had seven the week before. This is what we're talking about on a short slate finding guys like this who he is clearly the number two. And next year, I mean, it's he's maturing as a player. It took him a little bit longer, right? This is his, you know, next year will be his third year. This is his second year. He's really maturing as a player, and I think he's going to be a pretty good complement to Diggs going down the road. But this weekend, I think he's a guy you can play, off, play in a one-off. Um, and really, if you're playing the entire slate, he might be my one favorite play from this entire game. And I think he's somebody you kind of have to prioritize. He's not super cheap. If you're playing the full slate from Saturday to Monday, you know, he's 4,600, but 
a guy who's $4,600 who got 14 targets last week and is probably going to be, you know, I don't think we're going to get 14 again, but. No, but his floor is at least six, six to, or seven. Six to yeah. eight? Like, yeah. that's. My only, six. I completely agree with you. He is absolutely, I say he should be the number two. My fear is with Manny Sanders back is you're going to see a coaching staff go, oh, we're, we're going to mix in the veteran, right? Like, we got to get the yeah, vet back in there. I think we're I, again, past that. I, I hope so. I'm with you. I think he's a much better player. I love the play. I definitely have Gabe Davis quite a bit, uh, but I'm going to have some some Emmanuel Sanders. Like, all right. It's just I, it, again at that price point, and it, what we talked about, just getting weird a little bit. Like he could very easily pop, you know, 75 yards and a touchdown on Sunday. Because the good thing yep. is Josh Allen's going to throw it like 50 times. So like, there's enough targets to go to each of these guys. So just be, you know, mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I like it. All right, guys, let's move on to Sunday. We got Philly, Tampa, the first game Sunday morning. It is supposed to be raining, 20-mile-an-hour winds in Tampa. The weather's not going to be your normal Florida weather game that you're expecting. Um, I don't know if the winds or crosswinds are going towards the goalpost, but um, it's definitely going to throw an effect into this. But in this game, I think the game flow is going to go Tampa Bay just clown shows the Philadelphia Eagles. I can see this final being 27 to three or a 34 to seven. I can see the Eagles just getting absolutely smashed here. One of my favorite deep, we haven't really talked defense yet, but one of my favorite defenses I'm going to play this week is the Bucks defense. Mm. Their strongest point is their run defense. The Eagles strongest point is their run offense. We always talk about all year, the Buccaneers secondary is a pass funnel. I can see Devonte Smith, having himself a day and having some huge catches, but there's no one else really on the Eagles that I really want to play against this Bucks defense. One guy. What do you guys think? And that's Dallas Goddard. I think if you're going to play an Eagle, I mean, he is the better play, in my opinion. Like I, I, I think he's more involved in the offense. He, he has a safer floor, in my opinion. Like Devontae Smith has – I mean, yeah. dude, he should be involved, right? But he just hasn't been. So – Dallas got her at 4,500. If you're going to do it, that's the guy. Like, he, if he doesn't go, the offense is not going to go. Yeah, I just think that Eagles run offense is just going to get stifled. I'm I think also, it's, they're going to they're gonna turn this into Jalen Hurts. You're going to have to run around and make some shit happen type plays. And that's where Devontae Smith is very good at getting open. Well, you, also, the fact. you also have to keep in mind, not only did the Bucks have a good run defense, that's getting guys back like Levante David and all these guys mm-hmm. like – Dude, you're going to have Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, and Jordan Howard's back healthy. Like, I would love to think they're going to give Miles Sanders back the bell cow role, but I have zero confidence that's going to happen. No, no confidence. You know, so. Yeah, I so just, it's Devontae Smith so, and Goddard. I think it's the only two players that I'm interested on the Eagle side in this game. Jimmy, what do you uh, think? So, I like the Goddard call. I absolutely think that the Smith call is what – a lot of people are going to be on, but I'm off it. Um, if we're looking at the wind is the big issue with the passing game, right? So I'm on, I'm on windfinder.com and we've got like around game time. I mean, we have steady winds of 25 to 26 miles an hour with gusting up to 35. Good. So God. that's a lot. It's, it's not great. Um, I so think, I think if you, I think, Jalen hurts in that sense with his legs is the only way the Eagles really. But I also like the Bucks. I like the Bucks pass rush and they have fast linebackers. I just think again, I I think the way this game flow is going to go, 
It's like 23 to three is going to be the final. And Bucks just trying to trample him the entire time. And the game's never really close. I can see yeah. that easily being the game flow. I think I think Goddard is probably my favorite play out of the whole game. Um, I think Quez Watkins is an interesting play out of the slot. Um, they like to work the ball to him in short yardage situations. Um, I think if you're going to play Hurts, you know, you can. I think you can play Brady and Evans and or and Brady Gronk. and Gronk without really any problem because they're not – they're just – they're going to throw the ball no matter what. They'll throw short passes. They don't really care. Brady's not too affected by the wind. Jalen's a good quarterback, and I like Jalen Hurts quite a bit. But yeah, I mean, it, this one with with the wind is is something that really. Well, moving just, on to the Buck side, scares me. Uh, Brady's going to throw it a lot. He's going to throw it underneath. I think Gronk is going to be a huge play this week. Gronk yeah. in the playoffs, we know that. And we'll see when game time gets closer here, which is going to be a little tough with this. You know, different games on different days. But playoff Lenny has been designated to return this week. Mm-hmm. They're going to yeah. see how he does in practice, obviously. But expect him to play on Sunday all year. And people are going to forget about him. They're going to go, oh, his first game back. We don't want to play him. I'm sorry, but running back number two is Keyshawn Vaughn. Right? Yeah. They don't want to play Keyshawn Vaughn. So mm-hmm. the reality is Fournette, if he's healthy, he's going to play. Yeah, He's going to I- get the short yardage passes. He's going to get the targets, PPR. I think Fournette can go possibly low owned. Yep. Um, and we can get lucky there. I love playoff Lenny here in this spot if he's back. Um, and if that, he's back, yeah. If he's back, I will have a lot of him because, again, this is a running back that was creeping up to in the 7Ks as the season was finishing off, and he is at 57, 5,900, 59. sorry. Um, it's just a layup pick. Like, if he's going to play, I will have damn near 80, 90% of him. Um I, I, th- I think that's my favorite stack because of the weather is the Brady – playoff Lenny and Gronk stack because we were seeing Fournette get seven, eight, you know, targets a game before he got hurt there. Yeah. Um, And I think that's a really interesting way to look at it. The other cool thing about this matchup is the worst team in the league versus tight ends this year was the Philadelphia Eagles. They gave up 14 touchdowns. They gave up. And Gronk uh, in the playoffs, man. Gronk in the playoffs is a whole nother specimen. This is why they signed him. Like, it's not going to be a sneaky play. Um, no, it's not going to be sneaky. But again, if Gronk is still, I'm again, I'm going to have a lot of Waller. Who knows? I might have a lot of Waller with Gronk stacks. But I can this see is, Gronk this is easily. The He's going to be 25 percent owned, and I don't really care. This you is know, the I can week. see Gronk getting two touchdowns easy. Dude, there's tight, a lot of great tight ends in this. Tight end this. stacks have not been great this year. In the past, it's been a good way to differentiate. But if you're playing the entire game, the entire weekend slate, I think tight end is a fantastic way, especially because Waller, you know, 5,700, the type of volume that he's going to get, Gronk, 6,000, like the type of volume that these guys are going to get, like, I mean, dude, they're, they're going to get the kind of volume that receivers yeah. at like in the mid sevens are getting. Right? I legit have on here 10 of the 12 starting tight ends in this week. I have on my, like, play, <laughs> like playable this it. week. Because literally, like, you can play Kelsey, Gronk, Kittle, Waller, Schultz, Knox, Ertz, Goddard, Friermuth, and Hunter Henry. Like, those guys are all good plays. They're the best tight ends in the league. Like, yeah. I think can even go as far as to say is whoever end. has the best tight end pick this week is going to take down whatever tournament. Or, like you said, you could very easily go double tight end this week. And very easy. Very weird. So, I like that. I like it. Um, from Let's the Bucks game, receiver oh. real quick. I don't really have anyone down low that I like or anything like that. It's it's either Evans, Gronk, 
playoff linear Tom for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go to other games to get weird at receiver. Mm-hmm. If this one's going to be a perfect day, no wind, um, yeah. we could talk about it, but I just yeah. I'll pass and I'll just go to other games. Cool. Okay, let's move on to the afternoon. We got San Francisco at Dallas. Obviously, we don't have to worry about weather in this game. We got the dome. Um, let's start on the Dallas side. I know you guys are all probably jacked up talking a little Niners here, but let's start with Dallas and just get that out of the way. First off, right. how do you guys think this game flow is going to go overall? Do you think this is going to bust out, or do you think some defenses are going to step up here? I think it's going to be a massive shootout, and it's going to have to be one of those games where the Niners, just like last week, this is this is this is the biggest scariest thing about Jimmy Garoppolo is that in order for the Niners to have a chance to make a run in the playoffs, they're going to come out and they're going to try and run the ball early. Dallas's defense is not great, but they're going to have to throw the ball. and And Dallas's running game has just looked terrible. Huge. Well, Zeke, Zeke looks like shit. Zeke looks Tony, like he's been Tony hanging Pollard, out. What a what a burger the last few weeks. Great. Like the Niners, the Niners D line and their linebacking core are healthy for the most part. They're going to get Greenlaw back this week, so I think that the Dallas passing game with the Niners just putrid secondary um, is really going to excel. And with Gallup now being out, um, it gives you some interesting options. Um, I don't like the tight ends so much just because the Niners do a pretty good job at covering tight ends. But I Fred think but I think that CD Lamb is gonna eat. I think that Cedric Wilson, obviously, we saw it last week, has a really good rapport with Dak Prescott. And they're re- and the coaching staff is really comfortable with him just stepping into Gallup's shoes with no precipitous drop-off there, right? Yeah. Um and I think that Amari Cooper is the guy that, you know, is, is the fastest one out of all those three. He, you know, it's going to be a problem for the well, Niners. So. Cooper has also been uh, vocal about he wants more targets. Um, and I think and he's going to receive. That, yep. I think he's going to receive. I think, he yeah. does I mean, I don't like, you know, being a Raider fan, playing Amari Cooper and all that stuff because he totally boned us. But I I'm think not going to be a big time Amari Cooper breakout. Yeah, it sucks because I'm just not like an Amari Cooper guy. Like, I just don't love playing him. Uh, I I know I much prefer Lamb and Cedric. Like, I think those two are my two favorites on this side of the ball for sure. But I think you got to get some shares of Amari. He's too good because they're going to have to really worry about Lamb in this game, I think. And that's just going to open up massive lanes for Cooper and Cedric. Well, especially, too, like – if you're looking at if you're just going to play a showdown slate, which I think this is a fantastic showdown uh, game because there are so many options on either side of the ball. Um, we just talked about three Dallas receivers. You got Schultz. You get you could play either one of the running backs. You could play Dak. I mean, there's a lot of options in the Niners too. The offense is very spread out. Um, if we're talking about showdown, I mean. Cooper is priced way down there from from where Lamb is, right? Yeah, I mean, he's he's down at seventy two hundred. Like, yeah, he's only a thousand dollars more than Dalton Schultz. So, and, uh, I and mean, just it's kind of wrap a bow on this side. Like, I don't really have much interest in Dak. I I think there's other quarterbacks I like more in, in on the full slate, to be honest. But Zeke, I have no interest in. No, not no. at all. But all three receivers I have interest. So the one thing is, I think the way the game flow is going to go here, I really do. Again, this is coming from a non, the non-Niner fan on the podcast here. I think the Niners are going to run the ball 
all over the Cowboys and they're going to mess up their rhythm. I think Niners are going to go on long drives as long as Jimmy G doesn't, you know, get those random turnovers that he's susceptible to every once in a while. But the Cowboys, when they get their rhythm messed up, their offense does not flow like it normally does. It's when they're getting turnovers and getting the ball back quick. That's when all of a sudden they put up three, four touchdowns in a row and run away with games. I just don't see that happening in the game flow this week. I can see this being higher scoring, but I see the Niners just pounding the ball, going underneath the Debo Samuel and having these 10 minute drives that completely deplete the Cowboys. Um, I like the receiver options. I don't think Dak has this 330 yard game. I just don't see it happening this week against that Niners defense. Um, the way they play, Nick Bosa, I think, is going to get a couple shots on him as well. Now, on to that, let's move on to the Niners side. I feel like this side's a little bit easier to say who our favorite players are. And we'll talk about the guy, obviously, at the top there, Debo Samuel. I mean, absolute game changer. Every team wants this guy on their team. I said it on the last drive last week. I go, Niners can still have a shot at this just because they have Debo. Because yeah. that guy can just make things happen out of nowhere. And 8,100 compared to like a Cooper Cup, which is up there like 9,400, Devo is very interesting. I want to play a lot of Devo this week. Yeah, and I know Price is softer this week, but he went down in price, which is just pretty spectacular for DraftKings. But I'm with you, man. They're, they're just going to find ways to get him the ball. The other cool – not cool thing, obviously, but Eli Mitchell is still really banged up for the Niners. Like, I liked him last week thinking he was healthy. He's not. Kyle Shanahan even said it like his knee's not right. Like he's going to get carries, but he doesn't have, you know, I don't know how much they're going to be able to lean on him here, you know? So I mean, I Debo's think he's going to get carries. Debo's yeah. going to get carries, but I think that they're going to have to try and mix in Wilson and Sermon a little bit. Just they're going to have to, they're going to have to do it. I, I'm with you, Joey. I think that that's going to be the Niners game plan. Um, I think personally that Dallas is just going to load the shit out of the box and make Jimmy beat them. It's their only, um, their it's only, the only way he's got the hurt thumb. I mean, if it all it take is going to take for him to is to bang that on someone's helmet and then Trey's going to be into the game, which is not a great spot to put your rookie, you know, on the road, you know, let's say middle of the second quarter in, in probably in a bad spot. Right. So yeah. I think that's what they want to try and do. Um, I just think that they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit. Kind of, It's going to have to look a little bit like the game last week. And yeah, and I like a guy that, like Juwan Jennings completely yeah. stepped up last week. Does he do it again? No, I mean, I would rather just play. I mean, you guys clown on me for recommending Ayuk every week, but he scored <laughs> 20 points last week. Right? No, he has the last like six weeks been awesome. And, so, and you can play him and Depot together without a Niners quarterback, right? Because, again, like we talked about last week, they have different roles within the offense, yeah. right? They can both produce. Depot had 29 points last week. Ayuk had 20, right? And if you're trying to fit things in and you're playing the full slate, well, you know, Ayuk's 5,400. Now I know that that's not as sexy as the pick as the, as the Debo thing, but like, look, like, if you want to play chase or you like, you want to play cup, like you can't play all of these expensive guys, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's a great option. And then, you know, just segueing into what we talked about with Kittle. I really think that they're going to have to get Kittle involved. Dallas does not cover the tight ends. Well, their linebackers are not great at covering. Well, tight ends. They're sending they seven guys on a blitz every play. And correct. that's the only thing that scares me a little bit is just exactly what you talked about last week. Jim is them keeping Kittle in for pass blocking. 
Especially if Mika Parsons is on his side, right? That's yeah. the only thing that worries me a little bit is they rely on Kittle in the pass blocking game and they're not sending him out a ton. It's going to depend that worries on me with Kittle. The only good thing I have a little bit more confidence this week in it is Trent Williams is back. He yeah. is going to yes. play. So that makes life a lot easier for everyone yeah. on that offensive line. Um, and I'm with you, Jim. I, I think we're going to see like we haven't seen it in about five or six weeks. I think this is a week where Kittle has a monster game. Like I would be more inclined almost. I know this sounds like blasphemy. Like I'm going to have some lineups where I have like Ayuk and Kittle and no Debo because I, I think Debo's going to get his touches, but I think this is going to be a spot where Kittle can just own the middle of the field versus Dallas. Yep. And then um, you've got the other factor against Dallas where yes, they generate a lot of pass rush, right? But they also make a lot of mistakes Trayvon Diggs has a lot of interception, but he also gets torched mm-hmm. regularly because he guesses, right? He's not getting those interceptions because, you know, some of them are bad throws. Some of them are right place, right time, but he's guessing, right? And a lot of the times he may guess early in a game. They'll run the same thing later in the game and then run something else off of it because they he knows that they'll bite on it, right? Yeah. yeah. Kyle Shanahan, you know, this is his this is his gig, right? He's I the think, offensive coordinator. I think Shanahan's gonna outcoach them this week. I think that pass rush everyone's talking about, it gets generated through a lot of blitzing, yep. which is gonna allow Debo to get the ball in the second level with not many people to avoid. So and but, De- right? Debo, Kittle, Ayuk. I, I, I mean, they call themselves I think there's a lot the of big, bros, right? Yeah, I, I mean, think there's a lot of big plays from those three coming in this game. Yeah. Cool. That All right, let's move up. on to Pittsburgh KC. Um I know everyone thinks so. I 12 and a half point favorites by the Chiefs. It's in Kansas City. The Steelers' offense is up. I mean, Big Ben's dog shit. Their offense is not dog shit. Big Ben's dog shit. (laughs) I was just about to joke around, be like, Big Ben resurgence ride. (laughs) Now, I do think there's, you know, there's obviously the Chiefs guys you want to play this week. I mean, it's so hard for me to play Mahomes. And honestly, I'm not going to have much of them. I think ever since the Steelers guy, Casey, not Casey Hayward, um, Oh, my God, the D-lineman. Hayward, the D-lineman for Steelers. Hayward, ever since he's come back, I mean, he's a perennial all-pro. When they put him on TJ Watt's side, which is most of the time, they absolutely wreck shit. I think Mahomes is going to have to make a lot of plays this week. I think they're going to play two high safeties. They're going to have to get things done underneath. And I don't think the Chiefs really have those guys outside of someone like a Kelsey or a Tyreek Hill, which we don't know how healthy he's going to be this week. I think TJ Watt and Hayward can absolutely wreck Mahomes' day. And this game, the, the Chiefs still winning, the Steelers covering, and it being way more low scoring than everyone's expecting. I can see that happening very easily. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm close to teetering on a full Tyreek fade here. And it's just purely that I don't think they're going to have the time to get that ball downfield to Tyreek. I, I don't know if you've been watching TJ Watt. He is one of the most unbelievable pass rushers I've ever seen. Fire. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, guys, this is like when the Niners had the Smith brothers, Justin and Alden. When Hayward and TJ are going, it is – they are fucking shit up. It is fun to watch if you're a defensive totally. fan at least. And, and I get it. Tyreek can bust one at any time against anybody, right? But I think you've got some veteran corners there. I think the pass rush is insane. But where I'm – so I would lead you to think like this is a Kelsey game, right? Like I currently have Kelsey as my top-rated tight end. But looking more at it, the Steelers are a top-10 defense first fantasy versus the tight end this year mm-hmm. and that's simply because minka fitzpatrick is a damn horse 
Yep. And I so I don't know, man. Is Pittsburgh a sneaky pick this week? Like I don't know I if think the, the offense cover, can do enough. But I, 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 think, I think I think twelve and a half is way too many points. I think they can cover. I mean, I don't know if they can win the game, but look, like Ben knows that like basically every game is going to be his last game, so he's going to do everything like, in his power. Oh, right? But I feel like all his teammates are too, right? Like we yeah. talk about motivations. I mean, every player is motivated in the playoffs, of course. But when your leader is going out, the franchise leader is going out, you saw these last two weeks to rally themselves into the playoffs. The team just stepped up to a whole new level of team. Yeah. And they're trending upwards just like the Bills are. Yep. They are. They can they can get hot. I mean, look, and Kansas City has not been the same Kansas City, right? We, we've all seen that all year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, if we're talking about some plays that I like on Kansas City, I mean, Tyreek's a little banged up. They play good against the tight end. Um, he, he had a pretty good game last week, and I think it's McCall Hardman. I know he's not your guy's favorite player, but I with you. It just never meets expectations. That's my only little issue there. But well, but but think about we talk about always how the game going to play out, right? Like if we think Tyreek's going to get kind of bottled up, right? Like and Kelsey's going to get kind of bottled up here. Like they got to throw the ball to somebody. They're not going to run versus Steelers. No, I mean, in, yeah, in I think time. I think Pringle might be a dangerous red zone person, right? He's the one of their taller receivers in the red zone, and they like to go him crossing in the back of the end zone and stuff. I can see a Pringle touchdown, possibly two, but he's not going to get that many targets, so he's risky. I mean, he's one of those I mean, showdown Hard- guys you can get in. Hard- Hardman's $4,100, right? He had 11 targets last week. He went over 100 yards. In a game that they were, it was tight. They were trailing. You know, Tyreek went out. I don't think Tyreek's going to be his normal self. And I think that Hardman is, you know, maybe this is the game where, you know, he stepped up a little bit last week. Maybe he starts to step up. But that kind of volume for $4,100, like, again, it's it's like the Gabe Davis thing, right? And it might even be a better play than Gabe Davis because I think they're probably going to have to throw the ball a little bit more than the Bills are going to have to or want to, right? So, I mean, that I I like – I think I got to play a Mahomes lineup, but I don't know if I'm playing a Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. I mean, I think if I'm going to play a Mahomes stack, I mean, I think it's going to be – Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hardman. If if I'm gonna do it right, just because yeah, I, I think, think doing Kelsey's... the normal Tyree Kelsey Mahomes stack, I think is fool's gold this week. I mean, yep. one of those guys I think is not getting anything. Yep, I agree. Um, moving on to the Steelers side, um, obviously, like we're not on Big Ben. You know, he's throwing for like 120 yards a game on 50 attempts. Yeah, we're not. Um, doing that. But Najee Harris is the obvious one. We talk about him every single week. We're beating a dead horse here. But the guy has the most – he had the most touches out of any running back in the entire league this year. That's so not going to stop. So he he did go out of the game early, mm-hmm. and he got hurt last week, right? His el- He sprained his elbow, they said. Yeah, he, like, hyperextended his elbow, whatever. So, but then he got close, and he went back. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then all of a sudden, I, he's back in the game. So, like, just that alone tells me that, you know, obviously they were playing for quite a bit last week, and he said, look, get me the fuck back in the game. It, it's going to be really hard to ignore playing him. And, <laughs> you know, he's like Joey said, like he just, they give him the ball as much as they can whenever they can. But right? I have to say my favorite part on this side of the Steelers is the way the chiefs play defense with Spagnolo. 
they try to get after the quarterback, especially against Big Ben. They're going to load the box. They're going to put their corners on an island. You saw what the Bengals did to him a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Right. And the Steelers with Chase Claypool. Now, I don't think anyone's going to be on Chase Claypool. He hasn't really had Probably the year not. we're all expecting, but I mean, he still has all those skills. He still has all those tools. I can see him having a, you know, a big time catch in the end zone. Big Ben taking a three-step drop and just shooting it downfield 25 yards. Claypool can definitely get some one-on-one shots this week. And I think at that price point at 4,800, that is cheap enough. You know, with Deontay Johnson, is 6,700, and we're looking for underneath routes and him to break one. I think Claypool has a little bit more upside this week, although Johnson definitely has a higher floor. I think there's one guy you got to keep your eye on, and I don't know if you saw the news today (laughs) that he practiced, but Min Price, Juju Smith-Schuster practiced today. And Holy shit. They, Tomlin is saying basically, we'll see what happens if he, you know, looks okay tomorrow and, you know, isn't banged up. Like, if he's coming in at min price, I, I mean, again, I don't think you can expect a huge game here, but min, I mean, Juju will be involved. He's one of Ben's safety outlets, right? Like, yeah, it's tough, yeah. tough, tough to ignore, right? If you, if he's going to be active. Um, so we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Yeah. I, I, I'm, Pretty simple here. Um, it's Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson for me. Anybody else is, you know, if I if they slot into my lineup somewhere, okay. But you know, Fryermuth is fine. But I just I just think that it's going to be pretty condensed with Deontay. Well, I think and, you uh, need your tight end this sure. week to really have a big game. And do you think Fryermuth is going to outscore? Those other eight guys we listed, and I think he's yeah. on the bottom of those eight guys, unfortunately, yeah. even though we're, these, we're a big Friermuth podcast. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, big tight end podcast. Do you guys see Irv Smith scored last week? I didn't even know that guy was alive. He's, he's back. back? Dude, he scored a touchdown last week for the Vikings. He's got an update. Ooh, how, and I was like, what the we, hell? How did we miss that? <laughs> Damn it. Big Irv. And just coming in for the last game before their season's over. I just wanted to mention that. Okay. Aww. Are you guys got any more Steelers takes, or are we ready nope. to move on to the last Let's game? Move on. No, that's it. All right. To the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams, possibly the two most fraudulent winning teams in the NFL going against <laughs> each other. This is their third time facing each other. Two NFC West teams. You know, these division games always kind of they're, – they're hard-nosed, man. And most of the time they go under. Do you guys think this game has a potential to shoot out or do you think they kind of beat each other up? I think third time around these teams playing each other, I think there's a shot we see some fireworks here. Um, yeah. I, I would not be surprised. I think – Joey, we were talking about on the pre-show, but, like, we have not seen Kyler really cut it loose lately. You know, and I think, you know, as what's the name of the water boy said, like, can't hold anything back now, right? Like, <laughs> I think this is a game we could see Kyler run bananas here because if he sees an open lane or whatever, he's not going to just – I mean, they've had a, a comfortable playoff lead for, like, seven weeks. Yeah, I don't think they're you – know? I think they're just kind of like – they're they just stayed rusty. Like, they haven't put their foot on the gas pedal at any point. That kind of scares me going into this game. I kind of think the Rams might just tromp them. I mean, they're four-point so, favorites. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this could be just an absolutely nuclear Cooper Cup game. Um, like, I think like a 45-point Cooper Cup game. Um, for whatever reason, last week they went away from him. Um, during the Niners game, Sean McVay is a pretty smart coach, and 
I think they'll do some good self-scouting and go, man, like he was just tearing these guys up. Why'd we go away from him? So I don't think that they're going to make that same mistake again this week. Um, I think there's some interesting plays. I think Kyler is definitely an interesting play. I think you could play him just by himself just because their offense is so spread out. You kind of don't know where the ball's going. Um, I think the Rams – I don't know, man. I think the Rams are going to get after them pretty hardcore. I think, I think so, too. Rams, I think Stafford I think, is the quarterback I want to play this week for $900 less than Kyler. You know, Stafford coming into the playoffs, he's got a big chip on his shoulder. I think Stafford can have himself a big game with Cooper Cup. Just stack these two and just walk away. Yeah, I, I agree, Joey. I mean, I think that they're a little bit embarrassed about what happened last week. Um, Definitely. The Super Bowl is in L.A. They made, they've made all these moves, right? Now, the flip side of that coin, are they pressing a little bit too much? Um, you know, Matt Stafford, everybody loves Matt Stafford, and I think he's a good play this week. But, I mean, he does throw some bad interceptions, and we saw it again last week against the Niners, right? But I think that this week, this is kind of one of those plays where, like, you just play a Matt Stafford and Cup lineup, and then – like you just have to get at least one and then you move on. Right. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, you know, bright I'm lights right Monday night. I, th- I think both quarterbacks are viable in this game for sure. Do you guys think, um, with the cam Akers 4,200 on the big slate, but I don't know about the big slate, but we'll go to our showdown man here, Jimmy acres and showdown. Is that a viable option? Yeah, I mean, look, he's it's one of those things where if you're playing a big field GPP, you got to be ready for him to get like two points or nothing, right? Yeah. But like, I mean, I Sony been Michelle saying, looked like shit last week. He's Sony Michelle's just not very good. He's he's been putting up points because he was getting all of the volume and nobody else was there. Cam Akers is fucking really good. He's a great runner. He's a dynamic runner. Um, the burst actually looks pretty good after tearing your Achilles earlier this year, which I don't even really understand how he's playing right now, but like (laughs) modern medicine, right? Like I'm not going to really argue with it. Obviously if he's out there, he's out there and he's like a future of their team. So Michelle's contract is up next year. So they're going to have to resign him. There's really no loyalty to him there. Um, I think that especially for showdown or like, you know, if you're just playing like a uh, Sunday, Monday slate, like a Sunday night, Monday night, two game slate, I think Cam Akers is really, really interesting, man. He's he's going to be there. And I think that they're going to try and control the clock a little bit as well. Um, but my other guy on a showdown, showdown slate, everyone's going to want to play Odell. I mean, Van Jefferson's just been solid all year. Yeah, they, he's on he's, the field. He's a cornerstone of the offense. He, he never comes off the field. He run blocks really, really well, which is one of the reasons why he does not come off the field and why he's slotted in to become a cornerstone of the offense. Um, yeah, I mean, those are those are guys I have some big interest in, um, especially on like a weird showdown slate. Normally on a normal, you know, 13, 14 game slate, I, I haven't been playing those guys, but – on a slate like this, like, yeah, I have a lot of interest in those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why. I'm a little higher on the Arizona side. Like, 
I don't, I don't know. I just have kind of a gut feel here. That- I, I think the Rams are going to put it to him early. I think the Rams are one of those teams with McVay that have like one of the best opening game scripts in the NFL. Yeah. Where the first quarter and first half in general, the Rams and can stick it to them, and the Cardinals coming on late. That place is going to be going bananas. I'm like, yeah, hey. and I can see the Cardinals having one of those second halves where they have to throw the ball. I can see James Conner getting all these catches and scoring these random touchdowns when the game is completely over. Um, James Conner is really interesting to me this week. You can't ignore the amount of touchdowns that guy has this year. He has like the highest grade running the ball and receiving the ball this year. I mean, he's been an absolute stud for them. I don't see that changing in any way. See, I, and, I'm on the and other both side way, of that. But both ways the game flows can go, I think he's involved in the offense either way. So I think Connor is a really high floor play. See, I, I like Chase Edmonds more this week. Um, he practiced Thursday. Connor, they said it's going to come down to like actually Monday. And he's got banged up ribs, dude. Like it takes one shot and Connor's just yeah. completely throttled. And I love if we think this game goes up tempo, I'm with you, Joe. Like Connor's not going to get like completely rolled. Like, moved out of the game script, but Edmonds is the pass catcher in that offense, yeah. right? So I like that. Kirk is playable. I think old man yeah. AJ Wesley. Green. Wesley, Wesley, if you're trying to Wesley. get weird. Wesley's Wesley. the one if you're trying Wesley's to get weird. Playable. Wesley can and, do it. And we'll see, man, he practiced limited today, but if Rondale Moore comes back, like he's going to be on the field. Well, like, if, I got to tell you, if Rondale Moore comes back, Wesley out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Wesley's been subbing for Rondell Moore. So if Rondell Moore is playing, then don't do not play Wesley. <laughs> yep. And then I think the only other guy, like he's not gonna have the dry air, but I think Zach Ertz is playable. <laughs> but again, I'll I'll go back to Joey's comment. Do you think that Zach Ertz is a guy that can score more than Darren Waller? I do because he's constantly getting 10 to 12 targets a game. Okay, fair enough. And he and he has not scored a touchdown, which is like pretty weird. But, I mean, he had 10 catches for 84 yards for 15 points last week. Like, if he pops one in, he's over 20. Yeah, you know, Ertz, Ertz is a big part of that offense. When they yeah. when they traded for him, they put him right in. He's been a huge focal point of that offense. So, I like and the Ertz play. I think Ertz is my favorite, like, pay down tight end. But he's sub 5K, you know. Yeah, like, I know that's not so pay down, but. Well. No, know, that's pay down yeah. for the group we have this week, for sure. Yeah. So he's definitely my favorite paid down okay. tight end if we're going to do it. All right. So. so, guys, let's just since we haven't really touched on it, I'm just going to name my favorite two defenses that I'm going to play. Um, and then you guys can do the same. So, yeah. mine is number one will be the Steelers, and number two is going to be the Bucks. I don't care about the price points on defense here in the playoffs. You need your defense to score points this week. And I think both those teams have high potential of scoring a lot of points. Okay. And All Pittsburgh right. might go really low owned, right? Everyone's scared of the Chiefs, but they can give up points and still get enough sacks and a turnover or two to get you your 10 plus points that you need from them. Okay. Vinny, what are your defenses? Yeah. Um, I like, I'm with you. I like the Steelers as well, paying all the way down. I mean, that's kind of been our MO all year, right? Um, I'm not so much on Tampa. I think if I had to do it, is probably the Cardinals at 2,900. Like, again, I, I I just think Stafford is so turnover prone, dude. Like, he is a pick six waiting to happen. And so if you get one of those, like, you're fine. You're in business at six, seven points there, you know. And I think with Chandler Jones there, J.J. Watts coming back, like, you're going to see some sacks. Like, I don't know, 2900s. I think, a pretty fair price there. Okay. So I, I actually like the other side of that game with the Rams at 2700. That's fair, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I can see the Cardinals just completely pissing down their leg. Well, and like Kyler does 
how we talk about like Carson Wentz, Kyler does weird shit with the ball. Yeah. Like he, he tries to do like these little flips to like, you know, Oh, I'm getting sacked. And like, he just does weird shit with the ball. He's, he's a short guy. Right. Um, so he's the ball. He fumbles the ball a lot. I don't know. The Rams have really good special teams unit as well. Um, I think that they have a better special teams unit than the Cardinals do. Um, they're very, this is very, very easily, you know, a kickoff return for a touchdown, a pump block return for a touchdown, something weird like that. We haven't really had one of those in a little bit. If I'm going to pick, I'll play that. And I like to play it like in my, with my Stafford and cup lineup as well. Like if I just think that they're just going to kick ass, it's only 2,700. So it actually helps with the pricing a little bit. So that's why I kind of would be into that a little more. All right. All right, now let's move on. So not necessarily hot takes. I mean, if you have a hot take, fantastic. But with, you know, these are playoff teams. We don't have any too many weird players or weird stuff going on. Like, um, oh, my God, I'm forgetting his name for the Jaguars, or I got him earlier this year. Jesus, the guy that got injured. Agnew. Um, Agnew. Agnew. Right? There's no guys like Agnew that are just going to bust out, right? So if you just have a pretty, not even, you know, a wild prediction-ish, Let's go for it. Who wants to, I got who two. Wants to lead I got, off? I got two. Oh, oh shit. Well, okay, you him. can lead off and end it. Yeah. All right. Only, All only right. do one. All right, I'll, I'll do my least hot take first, my, <laughs> my medium take. Uh, I think we see a double tight end takedown at GPP this week. Okay. What two tight ends? I am going here. We're talking about the full slate? Yeah, full slate. Sorry. Yeah, we got baby Sorry. in the background. Yeah, just uh, go through it. I, I'm going. Tight end call. I'm going Kelsey and Kittle. I'm just going up top. I think both of those guys go bananas. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Jim? I think, you know, I've been good with receiver. Um, I'm going to go to running back. I mean, he's he's highly priced, but I think Joe Mixon scores 40, 40 or more points. Holy <laughs> shit. Sorry, Joe. Your Raiders will not be playing I, I next week if that be, happens. Well, and no. honestly, necessarily, like it might be the Raiders winning if Mixon scores forty or more points because right, I think they it's shut down come, their pass game. Yeah. So right. I don't know. He he got close a few weeks ago. He's been at 35, 31. I think he hits 40. And I think it's because he's gonna have probably eight to ten catches. And at least, obviously, two touchdowns, maybe three. So okay. that'll be my hot take. So my my hot take, bold prediction, is that Darren Waller gets us 30 points this week. Easy easy 30-point game for Darren Waller, 30. possibly two touchdowns. I think we're going to see him in the game and go, oh, that's the Darren Waller that we remember from last year. I think in these, you know, this big playoff game, I think he's going to step up. And obviously, I'm also praying for that as well as a Raider fan. So, all right, so Vinny. I'm- Oh, so yeah, who's your final take, Vin? Sorry. Uh, I mean, this is not even a DFS take. I'm just saying, I, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to go full. Uh, what's his name here and just explode? But I wake the baby up. But I'm taking Pittsburgh Steelers and a little bit of a money line action this week. I like it, dude. I like think- I just we just talked about their defense, man. I think their defense is going to give the Chiefs problems. I think they yep. put the screws to Kansas City uh, on their on their offense. Um, I, I think they control the game, you know. And, and again, Big Ben's last ride, walking boot and all, like ice bags, everything. Just 
I don't know, man. I, yeah. it's, it's they're currently plus four fifty five. What I see right now, I will be laying hell that yeah on the money That's a line Super Bowl there. bet right there. I love. That. I just <laughs> I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see some parity this weekend and some. I told you guys before. I think we see some underdogs win uh, this week. I, it would not shock me the Steelers to win this game. No doubt. I, I see the game going under too. By the way, so I'm not really hot on this game for DFS either. But I do see this game going under and the Steelers covering at least. I mean, the hot take of the money line is aggressive, but I like it. Let's get it. <laughs> maybe a, maybe a Niners Steelers money line parlay. Good lord, that's bold. Well, I think I think Niners win this it week too. Pays so. four, pays fourteen to one. Two yeah. games. You only got to win two games. Only two. I would rather hey, do. I think if you're going to do it, you go like Steelers Cardinals. Because I think anything hey, let's, can happen. In that let's game. finish off our show with predicting the winner. Not even looking at point spreads or anything. So I'm just going to say, Vegas Bengals. What do you guys got? Bengals. Bengals. Vegas. All right. New England Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo. New England. Buffalo. New England. My God. Wow. Tampa okay. Bay Philadelphia. Tampa. Tampa. Philly. 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 Wait, okay. to win? Yes. To win. <laughs> Ooh, shit. San Francisco, Dallas. Take the Niners. 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 Cowboys are the most fraudulent team in the last 20 years in the NFL. I think so. It doesn't end this weekend. Yeah, it doesn't end well for the Cowboys. Fuck that. Um, Steelers, anyway. Chiefs. Pittsburgh, what's up? Steelers, let's do it. I'm in. I mean, Plus I'm going to say, I'm gonna say go. the Chiefs. I'm going to say the Chiefs. <laughs> All right, Cardinals, Rams. Coward. Cardinals. Hey, I said Philly earlier. Type it down. <laughs> That's true. You did say Philly. I got the Rams. Jim, you said yeah, Rams. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think fucking Cliff the Dick is winning anything. I think no. Sean McVay and Rams are going to beat them at home. Yeah, I'm yep. sure the little midget with his hair slicked back is. All right, everyone. Enjoy three days of football, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, playoff games. Hell yes. It's going to be a great weekend. Hopefully we take down some big tournaments. Hopefully you guys take down some as well. Make sure you retweet us on Twitter. If you do win, post pictures of it, brag about it. Remember, our Twitter is uh, Red Zone DFS. We got Vinny Levine 29, DFS Joey Levine, and JJ McIntosh. Make sure to visit our website for articles. Jimmy's got his golf articles up and everything. I know the tournament already started this weekend, but there's definitely some Saturday, Sunday slates where his article still applies. We are All right, everyone. Good. Later. Good luck. Peace. Peace.